Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about how to choose the right physical therapy school for you. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am up in Boston at Champion PT and Performance with our crew of physical therapists and strength coaches that have joined us for this episode. Another amazing episode. I love saying that. We have amazing episodes, amazing students, amazing questions from you amazing listeners. But anyway, I'm here with the crew. Let's see. Today, for some reason, Zoom has has uh, coordinated my squares differently. So we have Lisa Russell, uh, Dewesh Podell, uh, Dave Tilly, uh, Lenny Macrina. I feel like my finger's backwards from what I expect it to be. Uh, Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, and Len. Do we have any students on today's episode? We do. And I have a checklist of where they are and what their names <laughs> are. And I don't, I don't know what they look like because I haven't seen their faces yet, but they've been here for a month plus for all of them. So, uh, no, we have some good students. Uh, in Amazing. the foreground that you can see is Katie Stone. Katie Stone comes to us from UNLV Running Rebels, right, in uh, Las Vegas. We have just to her right is Johnny Herrera. Johnny is from Regis University because they have a grad program uh, in Colorado. Uh, sitting kind of behind Johnny is Jonathan Sandberg from Creighton University. Just found out Creighton is not in St. Louis. It is in Omaha, Nebraska. And Eric, don't call me Jen King, is a PT student from Franklin Pierce University on their Arizona uh, campus. The I Arizona get weekly campus. messages from Jen, by the way, about that comment. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He's, <laughs> he's, in, uh, he's from the University of New Hampshire in Arizona. Very, very, right. very, very amazing. So have we, have we found, is that the difference between a university and a college, the graduate programs? That's what, in my head. We still don't know the answer. I don't know if that's true. Somebody, somebody, please tell us that. But anyway, so Katie, what, uh, Katie? I'm expecting some big things from you right here (laughs) on 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 this question reading of yours. Katie, do we have a question today that you wanna you wanna ask? And I'm all right. I didn't want to assume you were gonna unmute yourself, and I'm glad you did. But like, (laughs) what do we have for a question today, Katie? Yes, we have a question from Sarah from Texas. I'm in the process of trying to decide between a few physical therapy schools. Do you have any advice on how to choose the best physical therapy program? Awesome. Good question, Katie. I think articulated it like amazingly. I'm very impressed. So, uh, you know, good question, Sarah. We get this question a little bit in various forms. So I think this will be a good episode to kind of to kind of tackle this a little bit about how to choose a physical therapy school. I think like we kind of uh, jokingly say a lot of times just 
pick the the cheapest one at this point, but um, and I probably that may be our conclusion of this episode, right? But I think it maybe it'll behoove us a little bit. I want to see how well they transcribe that. Let's use big vocabulary words to see how our transcriptionists do with 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 our uh, our audio. But anyway, um, I want to see if we can come up with a good comprehensive list right now. So I want to start with this with the students briefly. What was like the number one reason why you picked your school, right? And, and be honest, I think I'm kind of cute. If if you have like a good reason, but like you know, other than it was the only one I got into, so. Uh, but what was the number one reason why you guys picked your schools? I think for me, uh, for financial reasons, like I wanted to go to a public school, so it was cheaper. Uh, also, just where you could get clinical affiliations is a big one. And then if you're going to a school with interviews, hopefully, uh, just get the vibe of the interview. And I felt like it was a good fit in that regard. Be- because you, you liked what they had to say during the interview? Yeah, yeah, I just like the environment. I felt like I could see myself being there because you spent, you know, pretty much your whole life at school. All right, I like it. Anybody else have anything to add to that? Anybody have a different reason? No, I'd say I kind of had a lot of the same. Um, Just the interview process itself, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like Katie said, the feel that you get there and then also just how, how well um, they can get clinical affiliations. So, for someone, I guess, like in the setting, if you're really wanting to go the sports route, knowing that, you know, they're not going to shame you for wanting to go that route and wanting to kind of get outside the comfort box. I'm looking for those like sports clinicals. So I like that. And do you, do you guys request, do you ask for like a list of the clinicals? Can you do that? Like, do you know ahead of time, which clinicals you'll have access to? No, not necessary. So, so how, how do they, how, how do you, how do you pick a school then about clinicals? If you're, if, how do you know what clinicals you can access from a school? So we kind of were able to ask if they were willing to set up new affiliations. And also one. I think some uh, schools, it's harder to get out of state affiliations. Like I know in Nevada, primarily we serve Nevada because that's one of the missions of the school. Um, so that's a big thing I think to ask. That's their mission. Like, like they're. Thank you for serving Massachusetts. <laughs> Thank you so much for sacrificing for Massachusetts, Katie. That's 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 amazing. All right, any anybody else? Jonathan, Eric, you guys have any other reasons came to your guys' mind? This is good so far, by the way. I like this. Uh, I would say just you got to kind of look online for your school and just see, you know, where you kind of fit in grade wise and score wise. Um, I think that's an important thing as far as making sure that you're going to get to a school that you're not just like applying to supply. Um, right. You, know, you got to take a look at your GRE scores, your overall GPA, and uh, just kind of put those numbers into what they have rated online to kind of make sure that you're going to get yourself into a program. Because I think that's just the biggest part. That makes um, sense. And then from there on out, it's kind of just going to the clinicals, like they're saying that, you know, makes sense for the field that you want to go to in the future. Okay. All right. So the big, I'm hearing a recurring theme here of clinicals. And I think that's, I, I actually like that you guys said that, because I think that we probably are going to say that too, is that access to clinicals, right? Because your baseline knowledge is your baseline knowledge, but access to clinicals could, could put you over the edge. Not, not only just in terms of like your educational and experience and stuff, but like 
connections, right? So, all right, who wants to jump in first? Dave, you want to jump in on this one? Yeah. The, along with the clinicals, the one thing that I definitely looked at was I wanted to make sure that the staff was still practicing physical therapists. Like that was something that I wanted to make sure when I was, I was, cause I, our program was bridged. So I didn't take GREs. It was like, once you were in from the beginning, you were there for six and a half years fully. And so when I transferred in, um, I was looking around like, oh, do I want to go to another school as a grad student and just do undergrad or not? And like, I wanted to make sure that everybody who was on staff, like not only were academics, but they also still like treated patients. So like our neuro and our um, cardio professors were uh, amazing. They were both board certified, but they still actively treated stroke, uh, stroke patients. They actively worked at like Duke's hospital when they were on affiliations and still worked locally with hospitals. So like, I don't know, that was really important for me to make sure they knew both sides of clinical and academic. That's great. I mean, you can't, you can't put enough emphasis on that, right? The clinical implications of some of the things that we teach, right? So I think that's great, right? And, and, you know, not every professor has to be clinical, right? It's not bad if you're, you know, fully academic. Maybe they're involved in research and other things, but I think having access to some clinical people, I, that's, I like that. That's good. Uh, Dan, did you have something too? Yeah, I think uh, what I've noticed um, with a lot of universities is that at least the orthopedic section, if you want to go to orthopedics afterwards, is very, very different from program to program. Uh, some programs are very heavy manual based. Some are very uh, evidence based. Uh, some do much more exercise. I think Johnny got education on the Olympic lifts, whereas Jonathan had no education on even how to do a squat, you know? <clears throat> so I know for me, and this is challenging, you know, as a, as a student figuring out what you're going to get. Um, but it's nice when you do the interview process or even beforehand, if you can speak to some of the professors and see what their biases are, see what they like, and see if you really jive with those professors. Because I've got to tell you, there's some professors I thought were phenomenal just because they kind of like some of the stuff that I did. Um, and then some other professors where I don't feel like I learned quite as much just because it didn't fit my learning style, what I wanted to learn about, what I wanted out of my profession. So if you're able to um, speak with professors a little bit, potentially maybe even sit down with a class or two, if you're able to do that. Um, to just learn a little more about what you're going to get and see if that fits your needs. I like that. Great. Anybody else have anything to add there? Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I would say two big things come to my mind. Uh, if it's a, a college or a university that's involved in uh, a lot of research, I would probably want to reach out and ask what type of research they do, what kind of facilities they have. You know, do they have a bi big biomechanics lab? That would be really cool for you to get some experience in if you want to go you know, into the research field or just get some experience creating research and uh, research study design. And then I think, you know, following up on Dan's point, um, talking to former students in that program, I think we see a lot of students at Champion and each one has a unique perspective of their own school. So I think talking to the professors, you may get, you know, one type of uh, characterization of the program, but then talking to current or former students in the program will give you a different perspective and they may have some, um, some good thoughts for you to consider. That makes sense. I think that's actually great. I, you know, and I, and I want to emphasize a little bit, Mike had a few nice things in that little uh, portion there, but um, I, I think like if you were to look up your professors and just type them into PubMed and just see what their publications are, you'll, you'll learn a lot about, probably what they're passionate about, right? Like Dan said, like he's trying to find a place that is passionate about 
the things he's passionate about, right? That he wants to learn about a little bit. So if you try to figure out what your uh, faculty is publishing on, then that you know what they're researching and you know what they're thinking about all the time, right? So you're probably going to get a good uh, experience right there. Um, you know, I mean, I'd just add maybe a couple things I'd add is, you know, if, if you want to get into like the research aspect of it, right? Like look into, you know, what they have for, you know, lab opportunities and, and, and research assistant type things where you can participate in some of their studies that, that they're doing, you know, are those, you know, you could have one where the faculty that publishes is all like cardiopulmonary, for example, and you want to get into orthopedics, right? So if you want to do research and nobody in your faculty is publishing in orthopedics, then that wouldn't be a good fit necessarily, right? So, um, and then I think I'd just probably conclude the episode by emphasizing our first point, right? We're, we're in a jam. We're in a jam here as a profession, right? And trust me, we're all, I think everybody on here is on like some of the, the, the PT student forums that are out there on the internet, either Facebook or through the American Academy of Physical Therapy, you know, stuff like that, like, like that are out there. Uh, we're seeing all the comments we're seeing, we ask all our students, uh, unfortunately, like, you know, how they're doing with their, their financial loans and stuff and where they're at. We're at a really weird crisis with our, our profession right now where we have a lot of debt. So the debt is really adding up. So it's super hard to say right now, if you're comparing a school that's going to cost you 15 grand a year and 60 grand a year, man, you are going to have to overwhelm me with reasons why that 60 grand is better than the 50, 15 grand. Um, and there may be some, I'm not saying there isn't. So you have to, you have to weigh those factors there, but you're going to have to overwhelm me there. That's, that's not a small factor um, to get started with the rest of your life. Right. So, keep that in mind. I do think finances should be pretty high up on your list. We've done a bunch of other good strategies. I think everything we kind of said here about assuring where the clinicals are, what your faculty does, these are all good things to research. I think the only thing I would add to kind of conclude the episode is this, and we talked about this with the students a little bit this week, is there's a little bit of a sense of disappointment from a lot of students. And we see this with a lot of students. Most of them kind of feel this way a little bit, that they go through their program and they're super disappointed like that. Oh, my program didn't include X. You know, like, and, and sometimes it's usually like advanced strength and conditioning. Like that's a big one we, we, we have right now. My program didn't have that. Remember, we're going to physical therapy school to learn to become general physical therapist. You have a lot to learn in two and a half years or whatever it is. We have a lot to learn, right? You have to learn the basics on how to be a therapist, how to rule out like, you know, sinister pathologies, right? Medical complications, when to refer out to, to other people. Like this is a, we're a big deal profession, right? <laughs> so, right. If, if, if you're expecting to graduate with intense knowledge on every sport or strength and conditioning or how to be an advanced clinician, that's something you just got to realize takes time. And again, there's residencies and fellowships and stuff like that. If you really want to get there, but you could also do it the old fashioned way, like most of us, and you just get, get, get your hands dirty out in the field and you learn over time. It takes a while to develop your expertise in your field once you get there. Don't feel bad about that. So I would just, I would just kind of leave it at that. And I think kind of like end the episode on that with that note here is that don't be frustrated with your school if they don't have like an advanced sports performance course, right? That is not baseline physical therapy that you need to graduate and to become a professional, right? From there, it's up to you to kind of take it to the next level. Does that make sense? But if that's what you're passionate about and you find one school that does have that elective class that covers it, then that's great. Right. But don't feel frustrated if it doesn't make sense. Awesome. So good question, Sarah. Thanks so much for submitting that. 
I know that's a big one. We get that one a lot in various forms. So I think it was really neat that we covered it here. And I think we covered a lot of different like avenues on how you should approach this decision because it's not a small decision. So hopefully that helps. If you have questions like that, head to MikeRound.com, click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask us more questions. And please, please, please keep it going here. We've been doing this for five years now, by the way. I looked this up. I think it's been five years. Weird, right? Like we don't even believe it, but uh, it's been about five years or so uh, doing this uh, here. So let, let's let's keep doing it. Head to iTunes, Spotify. Spotify, rate and review, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.